What makes the soul of the poet dance? Music. What makes the painter paint beautiful pictures? The musicians sing beautiful songs. It is the inspiration that beauty gives. The Sufi call this beauty Saki, the divine giver who gives the wine of life to all. Hello and good evening. I am Willie Morgan and this is 42 Minutes, a production of SyncBook Radio and thesyncbook.com. We are a weekly conversation with the interesting artists and thinkers of our day. You can find us online at 42minutes.com and you can reach us by sending a message to mail at 42minutes.com. You can also follow our tweets at sync42 and at SyncBook. It is Wednesday, the 18th of March, and today completes week three of our Tree Fort Music Fest showcase. After tonight, we only have sisters from Seattle with whom we'll share 42 minutes next Tuesday. And then it's on to the fort, which means some 400 plus bands, as well as stories, films, comedy, readings, yoga, art, food, and friends. I mean, Doug's kid is even dancing at the thing Friday and Saturday evening at the Kid Fort Roadshow. But but before that, let's hear the tale of a Sufi mystic from a trumpet-wielding maestro and a samurai of the sonic soul. Yes, and this mad musical scientist is the artist known as Saki. Hello, Doug here, and tonight for 42 minutes we have the pleasure of meeting Luke Solman or Saki. Luke, a classically trained composer, producer, and trumpet player, weaves oral tapestries from the furthest reaches of the musical world to create eclectic selections that defy genre classification. American blues, Latin soul, European house and techno, African roots, Asian folk, hip-hop, dub, jazz, and down-tempo are all just a few of the genres that can be found in his sound. He has performed, collaborated, and toured with a wide range of progressive artists all over the world, and you can often find him performing at premier festivals such as Coachella, Envision, and Burning Man. More information about Saki can be found at SakiMusic.com. The spelling may be tricky to listeners, but we'll link to it in the show notes. You can catch Saki this spring on his North American tour with Random Rab with one of the stops naturally being Tree Fort Music Fest in Boise, Idaho, where he performs Sunday, March 29th at 10 p.m. at The Reef, and Random Rab will follow. It's going to be quite a night, and I'm looking forward to it. Hello and welcome. How's it going, man? Perfect. Do we call you Saki or Luke? Uh, whichever you prefer. Maybe Saki in this instance, because you're interviewing me in the context of my music, so. Sure. Okay, well, I have to ask exactly where Saki comes from. Um, well, the term came about, actually, I was totally under the gun with my first release. 
on Blue Tech's first label that he had called Native State Records, and I was scouring the earth for a name for my project because pretty much every name that I had come up with had already been used. Um, my late father was sending me uh, these newsletters every so often that were from uh, the Sufi um, prophet Hazrat Inyat Khan, and they were called Bowl of Saki. And um, the term Saki in the Sufi context of it um, refers to like a mystic or like a, uh, a muse, uh, essentially one who fills the bowls of the people with divine wine. And I thought that was a, a beautiful word and I uh, just kind of liked it. And so I was like, okay, I have three days left before this release. I need to come up with a name. So I went with it. Um, and it's been really kind of an evolving uh, title. It took me a while to get used to it. And um, I found other contexts for the word. Um, it uh, is in the Hindi language. It just kind of has this universal uh, meaning of beauty. And I recently just found out that... Um, in the Mayan language, they use it after ceremonies. They say the word to each other in these different ways, but it essentially means like the pure white road. And oh, when you wow. say that to somebody, you're essentially wishing them like well on their way that may they walk down the pure white road. Um, so yeah, it's kind of, it's interesting, you know, that and there's a connotation of wine, divine wine. And then, you know, the term, the Japanese word sake, yeah. um, which is, a wine, but um, yeah, I think it's kind of an interesting uh, word and definitely a title for me to live up to. <laughs> and then was that back in 2009 or was that earlier when you chose that? Or did that name choose you in some sense? Yeah, I think most good titles kind of um, choose you. And I don't know, you never know, like in a situation like that, um, it definitely, you know, didn't come about like a, in a smooth way, like certain nicknames do. It was something that I, I definitely kind of had to like be, okay, like, uh, this is me now. Um, but as the years have gone by, it's definitely, um, started to grow on me and feel like it's, it's me in a certain way, I guess. Well, I mean, it sounds like the, the, the name has almost a spiritual over you know, undertone and I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but some might mistake your music to be a little bit spiritual as well. I mean, does that affect how far are you into like you, um, those, those sorts of topics and, and so, like Suf, Sufism and stuff like that? Um, well, I'm, I'm not like, uh, Sufi, are are really like into that um a follower of the, the Sufi mysticism. Um but I'm I'm a deeply spiritual person and music is like first and foremost like my spiritual guide essentially. Like I've uh I pretty much turned my life over to music and as as my path that I walk and you know ask for it to like show me a, a good way through life. And um, so I approach it in that way. It's like the way that I learn about the world, the way that I learn about myself, and ideally the way that I like to make a, a living for myself, um, which it's it's turned out pretty well so far. And it's 
doing doing fairly well with with all of it. So, um, yeah, the, the spiritual connotation is definitely a big one for me. And then talk a little bit about about Envision. Did you just get back from Costa Rica? I mean, relatively speaking. Yeah, I mean, it's been. I stayed for a while afterwards um, to play some after parties and stuff, and just kind of relax a little bit and have a little bit of a vacation before tour. Um, and I've been back for about a week and uh, put all my stuff in storage before I left to Costa Rica because it was kind of time to move along from my place. So I'm just staying with a friend in Oakland right now and been like working on some new material for the tour and just trying to kind of get centered and ready for um, five weeks on the road and about five nights a week in in the club you know so yeah i mean so it, it it's interesting because treefort music fest is billed as a festival of discovery and i don't think i don't know that i would have found your music otherwise but i know that your music is really going to speak to our listeners I mean, so our our show is about meaning with with a kind of playful eye on synchronicity and it it your music mm definitely has the kind of depths that we like to explore so I'm, I'm really happy to have found you and i'm looking forward to seeing you um you're going out on tour with is it random rob is that how you say it uh random rap rap okay yeah yeah i'm kind of i'm kind of curious on what's the difference between say your your music on 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 the disc or whatever and and a live show i mean how how much difference is there what's a what's a live show like for you well my live shows um i tend to play like a lot of uh raw unreleased material um i i kind of have like with some of my material i i have almost kind of like a live looping feel because when I first used Ableton Live, that was kind of the exciting part about it was that you could, on the fly, just be kind of piecing things together. And um, I've started to play a lot more, like, finished material that's been released now. But um, it's still about half and half because I like to I like to play music that, um, that is fresh to me because it's more exciting. And I like to play stuff that people... Um, have never heard and probably will never hear unless they're at a live show with me. So I play a lot of stuff that's just really raw and kind of unreleased. And I feel like it, um, it creates a certain, um, energy at the show that I I really like as opposed to just kind of playing songs that are, you know, really polished and, um, sort of a, an organic improv or, something like that. This, this yeah. Work. Yeah. It gives it kind of a raw, just a raw energy. Um, just real quick, if I could, I, I would like to speak to this tour and um, my comrade, random rap. Uh, it sounds like you guys haven't heard of him. Um, as far as the West coast electronic music scene, he's like one of the um, most prolific and profound, like members of the whole festival um, culture uh he's pretty much been the master of ceremonies for the sunrises for the last 10 years and makes like 
is essentially one of my favorite musicians, period. Um, and just makes incredible music. And, uh, he's an old friend of mine. We met 10 years ago, right. As I was getting out of college and I discovered him and his crew, El Circo, they were, um, starting to go to Burning Man. And, um, he was kind of the resident musician. They were bringing like bass nectar and chipper were like all friends of that, this small crew of people in Ashland. And they were coming through and, they were hugely influential on the whole West coast scene as far as fashion and music and everything. And so I discovered these people right as I was getting out of music school and I was like, Whoa, these kids are like doing stuff that I've never seen before. And so it was a huge inspiration to become a producer myself. And, um, you know, so it's really amazing, like this far down the road to be doing this tour with rap because he's just a, a huge influence. And um, an amazing guy, and I think we're gonna have a blast on this tour. Wow. Okay, so what you're saying is don't don't miss that show, which follows your show at the Reef, uh, Sunday, March 29th at 10, 10 o'clock. Did you study composition in college, or did you study performance on the trumpet? Um, well, I was actually doing a degree in music education. Oh wow! Because um, I'm I'm a music teacher as well. I really love teaching. Uh, and I always played trumpet and was doing pretty well at it in college. Um, but then this uh, really amazing professor at the school, who was the resident composer at the Shakespeare Festival in Ashland, um, started a composition uh, program as I was going into my senior year. And I decided to take some classes and got really involved in it and ended up doing an extra year and did a composition degree as well. And then, got a computer and had some friends, you know, including Rab who were like making this amazing electronic music. And I started trying it out myself and then was like, wow, this is really, I'm really into this. So yeah, one thing led to another. And then when you do, I mean, do you, you don't, do you tour with any musicians or is it just you and you're triggering and you got your trumpet and then, you know, what kind of equipment do you have around you? Well, in the beginning, I started out just doing solo projects, and then um, I met a, a kid named Russ, uh, later to be known as Russ Liquid, and he started playing saxophone with me, um, and so we would play horn lines together, and he would play some keys, and uh played with him for a couple years, and then um, Russ has gone on to become a a really well-known musician in the electronic scene. He's doing really well. He's playing with Grammatic a lot on his label. Um, and then um, I had a guitar player for a while, and then, uh, I don't know, I just kind of wanted to scale things back so I could um, uh, essentially make a better living at it for a while. But this summer, I'm putting my live band together for some certain shows, um, Joshua Tree Music Festival and Beloved Music Festival and hopefully more beyond that. Um, I love to play with live musicians whenever I can. It's just um, logistically, it can be kind of tough to get people around. Speaking of, I'm like overwhelmed by the amount of people that you produce music with. Every track has a feature. Where do all these people come from? And what's it like working with so many different individuals? Uh, well, I just, you know, I've met a lot of amazing musicians over the years and 
one of my favorite things to do is um, collaborate with people. It's one of the reasons why I like to play music. Um, you know, this idea of the one man band is like kind of a newer, a newer concept. It's like people used to always just play music together. And, um, so it's kind of natural for me. Uh, as far as the vocalists that I've been working with, um, I really have been enjoying songwriting. And so on most of the tracks that I do as vocalists, I'll be like co-writing the songs with them. So I'll come with a track that's already existing and then um, we'll sit down and essentially write a song together. Um, and I want to do more of that. I'm like really moving more in that direction to have like even a project that is more just like featuring a vocalist and another musician and kind of do more song based material rather than like trance inducing electronic dance music. Yeah. And it seems like, I don't know, depending on what, what you wanted out of your career, I mean, it, 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 it sounds like there's this whole world of like a festival circuit that is so underground that I just, it boggles my mind. But then as producers, you could produce things that um, would be something that would find their way, you know, to a, a larger audience through, you know, the radio and stuff. I could see that happening with, you've got a, a great sound. Oh, thanks. You bet. I'm, and I'm looking forward to seeing you. I, since we have a, a limited amount of time tonight, maybe let's just let's ask some serious stuff. Do you have any any syn- <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about synchronicity. Do you have any experiences? Oh man. I mean, so you you you've got this depth to your music. Do you have any any moments that it, it sounds like meeting? Rob at the or Rab at the right time was kind of a synchronicity, but do you have anything that you could share that might be interesting? Synchronicities. Uh, gosh, I don't know. There's there's too many to even uh, consider. I guess um, synchronicities. Well, like yeah, they. I mean. I, I guess I feel like when you put your energy out there through your creative process um, and it's in a very solid way, um, the right elements are drawn to you. Um, and so I feel like I've met some really amazing people over the years that have helped me um, on my way. And those are probably the strongest synchronicities I can think of is just the people um you know most recently like last or the the previous time I was in Costa Rica I I did a gig down there um with the Polish ambassador and came to find out later that they his whole crew was like really loving my music and um sooner or later he asked me to uh release music on a new label that he was going to start called Jumpsuit Records and so I put out um, my recent album Quest End on that and it was kind of the the maiden voyage for his new label and uh, just really has like been an explosion of activity for me you know in collaborating with him and then I did a big tour with him and 
um, all the work that he's doing right now with his action tours and permaculture and everything. It's like, it's going really big, like major movement is happening. And we have our, our label. that's more of like an artist collective now. So we're bringing in a lot of people and just scheming on ways where we can have social action associated with um, the music as well. And uh, so, yeah, there's just synchronicities on so many levels, you know, through events like that. Right place, right time type stuff. Yeah. Is there are there any websites to to clue us in to this this art collective, or is it all kind of word of mouth stuff? Yeah, I mean, pretty much uh, checking out the Polish ambassador online. I mean, there's uh, uh, oceans of social media on him, but like, go, just go to his Facebook page or the Jumpsuit Records Facebook page, and there'll be updates on. Um, all the stuff that he's doing. He's doing a, a big show at the Fox theater in um, Oakland coming up this next month. And then the next day, it might even be two days. The following two days, they're going to do action days in San Francisco, meaning they're going to be doing um, permaculture projects within the city. And uh, the last tour he did, there were massive turnouts, like 500 people in each each city, and so um, we're expecting that this next one at, with the big show at the Fox Theater is going to be huge. You know, and the idea is to like be bringing out like as many people as there are at the shows, like to come and work in their communities and build urban gardens and work on all kinds of projects. Did did, did I hear Fox Theater? Did I hear that right? Yeah, Fox Theater, Boulder, Colorado, April third in Oakland. Oh, okay. But you are playing in Fox and the Boulder at, like in April, right? Yeah, I believe so. I think that's where our show is. It's either at Fox or the Boulder Theater. Uh, okay. How many Burning Mans have you played? Uh, I, I think I've been to the Burn like 10 times or something. Good um, God. Wow. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> I didn't really play at the first, first one or two. I don't think I was just kind of like soaking it all in, but, um, yeah, I, you know, it was kind of a slow start for me in the, in the first years of, of playing, just kind of getting the craft down. But yeah, then I started performing later on and, um, I was also playing with a huge uh, marching band called March 4th Marching Band out of Portland, and so I did a lot of performing out there with them as well. Well, I'm kind of naive, and I'm just wondering about about drug use. On the surface, it looks... It, <laughs> what? In, in, in this scene, I'm just wondering if, you know, on the surface, it looks like people are... I mean, so you're talking about political, or not political, but uh, activism and that kind of stuff, and... It, <laughs> And it's it's not it's it's really thoughtful. I'm just wondering about you know the impression of the Burning Man is that it's just a bunch of people in the desert high all the time, like, tranced out to whatever. Yeah. Um. Well, I think there's a lot of different ways I could respond to that. Uh, <laughs> there's, I guess, from my perspective, you know, there's there's kind of the 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 crowd and the the people 
out there who are having their experience. And then there's the, the musician and our experience. Um, I know what it's like to be on both sides of the microphone. And, um, you know, as far as drug use, I think there's certain ways that people use these things or medicines or whatever to, um, explore and expand themselves. And I think it's, kind of a natural human um, inclination. But uh, then there's definitely the element of addiction, which can creep into the picture. And um, I've struggled with it myself, even. And it's uh, it's a tough one. Um, being a musician, you know, there's a reason why all these young rock stars die at the age of 27 and stuff. is because it's just like, like surfing this massive wave and it's really easy to, to fall off of it. You know, you're just being bounced around into all these environments um, with all these just people in your face, and they all want some of your energy, but not necessarily in a genuine way. And um, you're just being offered all these things. And it's like the bigger you get, the more abstract it gets. And you really got to have thick skin to, like, do all the traveling and be be this character night after night and so um the uh the tendency to like want to numb that in some way is is very strong whether it's just like having drinks or you know whatever else it's definitely like um can be a very tantalizing thing to just take the edge off of things you know um so it you know it's it's definitely very prevalent within our scene, you know, especially the electronic culture. It's it's kind of something that um, came from these all night underground parties where people would get into this trance state and like dance all night. And ecstasy was something that came on the scene right as that was happening. And they went together really well and, um, you know, kind of created this, this culture for sure. But, um, I mean, ideally I think we can reach these states, even higher states in a sober, uh, mind frame. And, uh, it just takes a little more courage and discipline to like, um, stay in that place and, uh, you know, get yourself healthy and get high off of the music and exercise and those kind of things, you know? Well, that was that was twenty one minutes. Thank you for sharing it with us. Yeah, yeah, and uh, look forward to seeing you. Oh man, that was beautiful too. By the way, what you just said, I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, um, I guess uh, I wanted to know just a little bit more about what this program is. Sure, uh, it's a. It started out as a, a, a collective of bloggers. Um, we were all blogging about synchronicity, and then we put out an anthology called The Sync Book, where we each wrote an essay. We ended up putting out a book, and then it just everything spun out. Where hey, how do we how do we promote the book? Well, let's do a series of podcasts. We'll talk to each of the authors of their essay and explore that, and then that grew into more and more. Um, so yeah. we've talked to artists, we've talked to scientists, we've talked to mythology experts, we've talked to like all authors and painters, and and really and truly, it's just uh i mean it's 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 probably a meditation on culture about meaning though i mean that's 
so we're just you know we're interested in in the meaning of things and that's why 42 minutes because that's you know 42 is the meaning of life the universe and everything and it really yeah. helps too because you say 42 minutes and somebody's going to say okay sure we'll do that interview instead of like you know you know what i mean like if you're not a, a demanding too much of their time it's amazing how many different minded people we've talked to because of that but so yeah our our core audience um you know they read the books that we put out we've put out about seven books now and uh tree fort music fest because i'm in boise gives us an excuse to talk to people that we wouldn't normally talk to so we've talked to dozens of bands already, dozens of bands, and learning about the culture of how... It brings us in touch with a lot of different scenes, which is Yeah, fun. so so it's very cool. It's very cool. And I, I got to admit, I really, I mean, being a music lover, both Doug and I are, um, listening to your music and not knowing about you before was an experience in, a, in and of itself. Um, and the amount of... I. The, the amount of people that you collaborate with brings such a texture. I mean, to me, you have a very international feel. Wow, thank you. Yeah, I'm very inspired by music from Europe, uh, mainly Berlin. There's a lot of really incredible electronic music coming out of Berlin if you want to get into some good stuff. There's a, a incredible well, dance music culture over there. I wonder, outside of electronica, I mean, who did you? Who was your inspirations growing up? Um, well, my parents listened to a lot of like folk music, essentially, and a bit of like the old country and western and um, classic rock and stuff like that. But I was first into like heavy metal, actually, when I was in my like younger years. I listen to Metallica like re- religiously and I still consider them probably my single biggest musical influence. Um, their, their music is just so uh, diverse and symphonic and they were using a lot of like classical music um, motives and stuff in, in what they did and, but giving it this like really deep, hard sound. Um, and then you know, playing trumpet, it kind of led me into jazz and funk music. And, um, yeah, I, you know, I love Miles Davis. I love uh, a lot of classical music and kind of everything, anything that's good, yeah. singer-songwriter stuff. Any, what do you feel about, like, the modern, like, uh, the scene? The, Are you talking about pop music, Will? Yeah, 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 the Grammys. You know what I mean? Um, well, I think in general, like, you know, we're, we're kind of a fad based species. And I think that, um, a lot of the creativity that happens is people kind of like just, um, borrowing, uh, what is most accessible to them and kind of recreating it. Um, and I think it's kind of rare to find people who really, um, do their own thing and kind of are fierce about their own vision. Um, especially with the electronic stuff, it's like so easy for people to jump on a computer and make them beat. And especially if they haven't really studied music, they're going to kind of just like try to recreate what they hear, you know, on the radio or something. And, um, 
Therefore, there's not a whole lot of music out there that I really enjoy very much. Um, speaking of the Grammys, you know, someone like Beck, I think he's uh, contrary to Kanye West <laughs> beliefs. Like, I think Beck is one of the, the most influential and um, pioneering musicians around because he's always like so true to his sound and um, what he God, wants to do. God bless you, sir. <laughs> Yeah, and I think, you know, like, uh, Random Rab is is a tremendous example of that. Like, he is so fiercely loyal to his creative vision and his sound, and he really has his own sound, and I like to think that I'm the same, and therefore there's there's not really other musicians within our scene that sound like us, or that, we, like, I, I really can't even, like... Um, uh, liken my music to anybody else that I really know of. Um, so I think that's kind of a special thing to be able to say that, that you're, you're doing something that's unique. Um, not that like my, the, the sound palette that I use or that the things that I motives that I use haven't been used before, but, um, you know, most electronic musicians who are making music these days, they they're part of a genre and there's hundreds of other people who are making music that's very similar to theirs. Um, I think random rab and I are two examples of people who, within our scene who are like, um, very original. Yeah. I think that's yeah. Good. So come out to the show. <laughs> Will do. All right. Thank you for everything. Yeah. We'll see yeah, you in Boise. You send me, send me a link. I definitely um, will. So you I bet. Promote this. Sure. I'd love to promote this and put it out to my fan base. You bet. Awesome. And uh, hopefully, right, you know, I, I won't be in Boise, but hopefully I get to see you when you, you roll through Boulder. I mean, I, mean, I think you're in like Sounds Fort Collins. You're all the way through Colorado, which is, I'm in Denver right now. So that's like one of my favorite venues, Fox is. It's just such an intimate, like, awesome place to be. So. Yeah, man. Well, good definitely night, come man. say hello, introduce yourself. I'd love to see you. Okay. Awesome. That'd be cool. Take it easy. All right, guys. Have a great night. You too. Cheers. Listen to
Don't breathe.